Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. So I would imagine our next guest is a big, a big Nick Kyrgios fan. It's Joey Wheeler, former Crusader, former Highlander and former Maori All Black, but likes uh, just a little bit of the contra- controversial does our Joey. Um, and he joins us now on the morning before a very important night for the Maori All Blacks against the touring Irish side. Of course, the Maori All Blacks triumphed in Hamilton. Joey Wheeler, good morning to you. Uh, what is uh, the significance? What's important about this game tonight from uh, the Maori All Blacks' point of view, you feel? Good morning, Smithy. Lovely sermon, mate. And I, and I am not a fan of Nick Kyrgios. I'm a traditionalist of the game, just like yourself, mate. So, yeah, I thought it was really disrespectful, his actions. Uh, in terms of tonight, Joe, I think for the Maori All Blacks, obviously they were just so, so impressive uh, in their first test against... Uh, against the Irish and, and Hamilton and, and tonight I think it's going to be trying conditions again uh, in Wellington and well, the way that they played um, in that first test even though the, tr- the, the conditions weren't conducive to I, I suppose playing um, a style of which is Māori rugby which is open, expansive, counter-attacking rugby they still managed to do it and their, their handling was exceptional and Probably the All Blacks could take a little bit, uh, a couple of notes from from them, but I, I hope they still play that way. Obviously, it's going to be even more challenging because, as you know, in Wellington, uh, the wind can swirl and they can wreak havoc. But well, I think this Irish side, obviously, <laughs> they they got towed up in, in, in Hamilton, and and I think the personnel aren't as obviously it's more like an Irish A side, and, and the Maori were dominant across the park. So I'd expect a bit of showing from them. They've had a couple of weeks to to correct what, what they did wrong, which I think well, they gave away ball too easily and, and just gave the Māori too much time and space, which is something that their Irish uh, senior counterparts are doing a great job of uh, nullifying the All Blacks' opportunities, especially uh, through counter-attack, mate. OK, so the forecast uh, in the capital, not the flashiest. It's, no, it's not the f- that flash anywhere in the country, to be honestly uh, honest with you. So it's going to be a little bit testing in terms of ball security and that sort of thing again tonight, Joey. Um, I just wonder how closely Ian Foster will be looking at this at this game. Do you think he's got an open mind to suggest that this is, in effect, there's some players on here that he may well be using in 12 months' time? I'd like to think so, um, Smithy. Um, especially uh, one guy that obviously was massive towards the tail end of Super Rugby, um, Cullen Grace, I think. He's something that we're maybe lacking a little bit uh, of in, in our loose board mix his ability especially around uh, line out time and, and his work rate and he's just got such hard shoulders like uh, his tackle efficiency is just is phenomenal and I just think at that, at that at test rugby with 
the mix we had in the weekend, yeah, obviously world-class players, all three of them, and Kane, uh, Dalton Papali and Adi Salvia, but not any of them are, are real out-and-out line-out options to disrupt set-piece, and none of those three, apart from Sam Kane, you could probably hang your hat on, are, are real workhorses in terms of smashing rucks, doing the dirty stuff, uh, making 20-odd tackles, and making those really, really tough carries through the middle of the field. I think that's one area of our game um, that, and, and Cullen Grace has done for the, for the Crusaders for such a long time, uh, especially this season. Um, for, he just makes those tough carries, put his, puts his head in a dark place, and generally gets game line and has an uncanny ability of getting his hands free and creating an offload, which is what we've seen from this Irish side um, has been so pivotal in their attack, getting game line playing on top of us, getting speed in their ruck. That's one, one uh, place I think we're, we're lacking in terms of the All Blacks. So I would hope that um, Cullen Grace has another, another big game. He was not as dominant as what he was for the Crusaders in that first uh, test for the Māori All Blacks, but uh, I'd imagine he'll be uh, chomping at the bit to, to put his uh, hand up because obviously they pre-select the squad going into the, the rugby championship and I think he's probably one of the front runners. Okay, Joey, so just looking at that uh, all-black loose forward mix since you brought it up, uh, and Cullen Grace, of course, is a teammate of Scott Barrett, but when Cullen Grace plays at eight, Scott Barrett invariably is playing at lock. Is there scope for them both to play in an all-black loose forward trio, or is that too much bulk and not enough speed? Yeah, I think there's obviously, depending on where they put um, Cullen, I I think they're they're similar players in that respect, similarly the Obviously, good line-out forwards, brilliant uh, ball carriers through the middle of the field. So I think they're um, assured that Artie Savier and Sam Kane have got to be in the mix. So you'd think that Artie's going to play at eight and probably Cullen Grace or Scott Barrett will go to six. Um, and I think you need that line-out option at, at test level. And I, and I just think we need that little bit more bulk. So I still think you've obviously got to have um, Artie Savier and Sam Kane. They're, they're, they're your two shoo-ins. It's just that six jersey. Um, who wears that? And, and I like a, a line-out option because I just think it just puts too much um, emphasis in, in, on Sam and Brody to win all our ball. Uh, it, it's awesome. And it also, defensively, we, we lack getting another man up. And those guys, they can jump in the line-out, but they're not natural jumpers like Cullen Grace and Scott Barrett. So I'd like, them, I'd like to see them go down that route. How do we manage going forward Sam Whitelock? It was quite clear that when he's not there, we're missing all sorts of things in the middle of the park. So, you know, the, these are relatively old Sam Whitelock legs. How, how do we manage them? Do we do it test by test or do we manage them towards um, September, October next year? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's got to be managed in terms of, yeah, he can't, I don't think he can play a full test season like he used to. And I believe we, we need to keep developing that combination of Scott Barrett and, and alongside Brody as well. So, And I think you need to develop two through by in that six jersey. So I see Sam Whitelock playing in those test matches where our set piece is so, so uh, pivotal. So uh, against a South Africa, over in South Africa, you've got to play Sam, Sam Whitelock without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. His bulk when it comes to scrum time and his nous and his technical knowledge of our line-out um, it's just second none, world class. Uh, so we, we need to make sure that he's playing those big test matches against the Australians, um, whose scrum probably isn't as, as dominant as South Africa and their line-out maybe not as, not as good. I think you can afford to 
um, give Sam, Sam Whitelock a little bit of a breather and, and bring in our, our Scott Barrett for those, for those test matches. But definitely against an advocate Smithy, you need Sam Whitelock, so I'd expect... He comes back in this week, then he has a bit of a breather, then those two test matches over in South Africa, you just have to play Sam because you're right. His um, experience, his calmness, especially around our set piece, is just so, so important. And I think he lifts the confidence of the group, um, especially around our, our set piece when he is on the field. I'm not sure we've got a settled front row uh, at the moment, to, to be fair, Joey. To me, it's a, a little bit hard to pick an all-black front row that you would perhaps say uh, would play in an all-World uh, Cup final tomorrow. Therefore, tonight, uh, if you look at the, the youth side of uh, this front row tonight with uh, Tyrell Lomax playing on his home ground, Aidan Ross and Kurt Eklund, I think it's quite a big night for them. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think for me that I've been really, really impressed with George Bauer. I think he's been one of our standout uh, type forwards over the first two test matches. His, um, he, he hasn't gone backwards scrum time, um, and I think in terms of his work rate around the field, he's been uh, really, really impressive. Uh, I know that that's what they want is, is that point of difference, is, is guys that can put their hand up. But I, I agree. In terms of the, the tight head, obviously, <coughs> Offa didn't have a great night. Offa Tonga Fussy didn't have a great night at the office down in Dunedin. Uh, but he's got so, so much experience. So out, out of that um, bunch, I don't think the hookers will change. Me, I think... Um, if anything, uh, Samasoni Tokiaho is, is probably chomping at the bit to have a to get a start, and I, I think they're still going to go with Cody Taylor and, and Dane Coles for his experience. Uh, but yeah, in terms of that tight head spot, I think that's the one that's probably the most up for grabs. And, and obviously, what what are they going to do when Carl Tuhinoko Afe uh, goes over to France? And that was in itself an interesting selection going into uh, this Irish series where. You know, you've got two guys and Ollie Norris who's playing tonight and Ethan the group down here who were playing the house down and, and probably the couple of the form uh, lucid props who obviously are going to be fit and available for uh, next year's World Cup and um, obviously the selectors uh, went with with Carl and I think it's probably around his set-piece work against the Irish. So, yeah, there, there are probably a couple of spots, but I think Tighthead's definitely the one that they'll be keeping an eye on. And obviously Tyrell Lomax, he's got a massive future in the game, a huge man, brilliant around his scrummaging. And I just think he needs to be probably a little bit more athletic, get his hands on the ball a little bit more. That's probably what they want to see from him through the middle of the field, especially. Right, let's look at uh, Ireland for a second, if we can, Joey, please. Uh, Andy Farrell indicated he wanted to bring an abbreviated squad here to put the World Cup-like pressure on a, on a smaller squad. Um, he's managed to scrape by with just a few reserves and one starter from last week and is 23-4 tonight. Um, Ireland's progress on this tour, the mental side of things, knowing that they can now beat the All Blacks uh, pretty much anywhere in the world. Huge, isn't it? Um, unbelievable, the, the growth that they showed from week one to then week two down here. And, oh, they're a fantastic side. They just they, they play... They bring so much pressure when it comes to uh, the defensive line speed and, and their pressure at ruck time. I think they're probably pushing the laws right to the very limit um, in terms of how close to the offside line they are and, and how legal some of their cleanouts are. But, gee, they're, they're doing a great job of putting the all black side under all sorts of pressure. They just, they just have a... Uh, they've just suffocated uh, the life out of the all blacks and, and, and Dunedin and, and gave them nothing, really. Like, that first half, 
that, that should have probably been, you know, 15, 15, 20 points ahead the way that they dominated that first uh, 40 minutes. And the All Blacks would have felt pretty lucky going in three points from one at half time. So, oh, they're, they're an amazing side. And I think the importance of this Irish sort of A side to, to keep putting pressure on, they'll be disappointed from their, their first first test against the, um, the Māori All Blacks. And I think in terms of the defensive pressure that the, the Irish side put on the All Blacks in the weekend, they can take note that that's what they need to do this Māori All Blacks side to, uh, to put them under pressure and, and start them in position because in trying conditions we know that uh, defensive line pressure is so important in terms of putting skill set under pressure. So, yeah, the guys that I've, I've liked so far out of that out of that group is uh, the big first five that uh, Kieran Foley uh, big uh, red-headed first five. He, he plays 12 for, for Leinster generally, but uh, big right footer. I mean, I was I was impressed with with his showing in the first test. So he's he's one guy that I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on tonight, and and, and a guy that will be uh, pressing his uh, claims for that World Cup squad as well, Smithy. Okay, Joey, the other issue that's coming out of rugby at the moment is the card system, uh, the refereeing side of things. To be fair, the referees uh, have to cop a little bit for it, but they also govern by very strict principles here that are written and it seems in in concrete, but I'm not sure that they can afford to be going into World Cup. If if we carry on the way we're going, it's just going to be a procession of cards uh, from teams all around the world. I mean, I can't see it any other way. Uh, So what has to happen here? Yeah, I know, mate. It's um, yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? What happened on the weekend? Yeah, I, I mean, correct call with, with the current laws, which are, I think, in a way, uh, killing the game. Um, it is the fix to allow referees to to apply a little bit more common sense and judge the intent involved. I believe so, uh, because you look at Angus Stavell on the weekend, and here's a guy they make a cut, a big uh, tidy prop, trying to bring some some pressure can't even have time to dip his body to get underneath the ball and just a, a pure accidental head-on-head clash and then they wait until he's sort of half-conscious to show him the red card. It was just yeah, quite staggering, whereas if there was just that little bit of common sense to say, look, yeah, it was dangerous, head-on-head, I, I don't know, does it result in a, even a yellow card? You'd probably say, look, two players both dipping down, it, it's just it's just an accident. Um or, I mean, does that open up too much grave for referees? Probably. That's probably why the um, World Rugby have been so uh, strong on this is what it is, here on head, it's black and white, it's got to go. So, yeah, it's just a strange place where our game's ending up, Smithy, and, and I think you're right, going into World Cup, yeah, that's the last thing we want to see is just a procession of cards on every game, which it's going to be, because rugby's just such a dynamic game that a lot of the time these, these accidents happen in a game of footy, and it's going, right, what was the, judging that intent? No, there was no intent to go high. He's just, it's purely accidental that they've gone head on head. We'll call it a penalty. We call it a yellow card, whatever. Hopefully not a yellow card. We'll leave it at that. But instead, we're looking at these red cards, which then, because of, in all their wisdom, in Test Match Rugby, that have cited that it needs to be a red card for good, not a 20-minute red card, which is also ruining the game. Mm. So... Look, mate, there's a lot There's a lot to be done in that area, and, and I just think they need to give these referees a little bit more lead and give them the ability to show some common sense around these calls because they know the game. They know where there's genuine intent to try, um, you know, uh, whether it's foul play or not. Um, they, they, can, they can judge that. So I just think you need to give the, the referees a little bit more scope in that area.
Totally agree. Absolutely, totally agree, Joey. Uh, thank you very much uh, for your time this morning. Really appreciate it, mate. Enjoy, uh, I guess, uh, having that Maori jersey on your back in the past. You enjoy every outing that they get. Big occasion for them tonight. Uh, enjoy and enjoy it the weekend as well. Thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Good on you, Smithy. Thanks, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.